Does anybody do extreme horror these days better than the French? And what does an involuntary C-section have to do with Neil Diamond tickets? That's a good question. I think so. These are both good questions, (laughs) and we will discuss. Welcome to Fright Club, the podcast. My name is George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And we are from madwolf.com, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. And uh, welcome. Because actually, we had, just this past weekend, we had a Fright Club, the live event. Yeah, we do it uh, once a month, the fourth Saturday of every month. Uh, we program and host a horror film at the Drexel Theater in Bexley, Ohio. If you're ever around, please come out. And uh, this weekend, this past weekend, we did Inside, the French horror film Inside. If you've not seen it, you must. <laughs> it's from 2007. And actually, we saw something at our showing that we hadn't seen before. No. Someone actually got up and left. They couldn't take it. Right. And you know what? Had we had we taken odds at the beginning of the show which member of the audience was going to leave, it wouldn't have been the one who left. No. I think she's a med student, even. And an avowed horror fan. Yeah. Because we talk, we, we talk with people you know, before the show, and we give out some prizes and try to make it fun. But we actually had a couple come into the theater because this theater shows mainstream movies as well. Yeah. And this couple came into the theater just to see something. Yeah. They didn't really have a, a movie in mind that they wanted to see. And we... We kind of pitched ours. Talked and in. You could see uh, the, the guy from the couple, a little twinkle in his eye, like, oh yeah, that's the one we're going to. And the girl was like, no, I think that's right. not what I want. So he talked her into it. So we would have thought if anybody was going to bail, it was going to be this lady. But uh, it was not. No. She, she hung out for this. Uh, and, and another uh, lady who, like I said, came a couple, and they're horror fans. They really yeah. were. She didn't make it. And, boy, toward the end, she got up and left. <laughs> and after it was over, she came out. She said, don't laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's extreme. It is And that's the thing, extreme. though, is that in the first, you know, decade of the 2000s, Nobody brought extreme horror the way uh, the French did. And it's not just the country of France, but there are a lot of films that were made in Belgium that were incredibly, incredibly, and not just extreme like the sort of American horror porn, you know. I mean, they were like really well-crafted films. Shaitan, Irreversible, Trouble Every Day, Frontiers, Them, Martyrs. You could go on and on. Rough stuff. Rough stuff, but but intelligent and and really well-crafted. And... While I have maybe one that I personally love more than Inside, Inside is a sure bet. It is all in. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's rough. We, If you haven't seen it, we're not going to give away too much, but it basically, it's, it's what it is, it's a Christmas story. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. In a way, because it's set on Christmas Eve, and uh, this young woman is very, very, very pregnant. In fact, she's set to go in on Christmas Day mm-hmm. the next to morning. deliver, which in itself sets up a yeah, little, you yeah. know, with about a Christmas birth and everything. But, uh, and she's going to get a ride uh, from her employer uh, the next morning to the hospital. And so she spends, she's in her house alone, and there's a knock on the door. Yep. And uh, it doesn't go well no. for anybody because the woman knocking on the door, she wants that baby. <laughs> And she is going to stop at nothing or nobody uh, throughout the the night to get that baby, which right away is a freaky. I mean, you don't don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be pregnant to know, oh, man, that could get nasty. Yeah. And the filmmakers, it's Alexandra Bastillo and Julian Mowry. They um, they do a really excellent job in a a number of, of areas. And one, I think, is in making the most of the vulnerability and the handicapping size of the pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. 
who's played by Allison Paradis. And she's, you know, I mean, she's fully nine months. She's oh, going yeah. to have a baby the next day. So she's not getting around easily. I mean, there's just, she, they, they do a really great job. They build an enormous amount of tension and also just do a great job of, of making you feel so trapped the way she is trapped, not just in this house with this crazy woman, but inside her own body. Yeah. And not only that, but the woman does have other people come to the house throughout the night yeah. who might be able to assist her. And whoo, it the bloodshed just continues. Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing amount of carnage for one film. But for me, the the reason that the whole movie works as well as it does, and it's really it's very well crafted. There are like one or two times where you're going to yourself, really, really, you did that right now, but not very often, <laughs> honestly. Um, and and uh, they just they introduce a lot of fascinating new like oh my god moments. But for me, the whole movie hinges on the villain. Um, who's played by Beatrice Dahl. And and these filmmakers use this woman in everything that they do for good reason. She's just brilliant. She is. And she reminded me, if you've seen the original uh, version of The Omen from back in the 70s, an actress named Billy Whitelaw, who played the nanny, Mm -hmm. Damien's nanny. And especially when things get crazy and she comes flying out of the house with forks in her head. (laughs) And... You know, remember that? And she jumps on the car oh, yeah. as Gregory Peck is driving away. When she's that crazed and the hair is in her face and it's all matted, when things are getting extreme in Inside, that's a little bit who this character reminds. She, she resembles her as well, physically, in the face. A, a bit, yeah, She's got she a does. bony, kind of angular yeah, face. Yeah, and, uh, Harsh, harsh, harsh looking. Fe- yeah, yeah, harsh features and, and the, long, the long hair in her face. So that kind of came to mind, and that's a good thing it is. for a horror movie. Oh, yeah, movie. it is. And one of the things I think, um, you know, without her particular performance she brings a wicked dark humor to the role and without that i feel like the movie could have been maybe just too relentless just really just punishing to watch and there's something about the way she handles her character that well certainly not outright funny there's just something weirdly fascinating about it that i think makes the movie more entertaining than it would have been otherwise yeah and i think that is never that's brought to a head in the scene where someone shows up at the door and um, assumes that the villainous one, the, the maniac is the pregnant woman's mother. Yeah. And so comes in the house and they're making small talk and they're having a drink. And that is a darkly funny scene because you know <laughs> that um, it's not her mom. No. And when is he going to realize this? And how is that going to go? Not well. Not it's well. It's not going to go well. That's one of the things, though. I mean, I, I really, if you're a horror fan, I, I don't think we can recommend this movie highly enough. It's awesome. It's awesome. But if you're, like, on the fence, be prepared. There is an awful lot of bloodshed in this movie. I mean, it's merciless. They take no prisoners in that they take everybody prisoner. Yeah. And things happen in uncomfortable places anatomically <laughs> for everyone for everyone and i mean it's so, just an uncomfortable movie yeah it is so don't ex- you know if you're a horror film horror film fan that's not this kind like extreme yeah. then as as we saw this young woman at our at our previous uh showing of this movie just couldn't take it which surprised me on the other hand it's not just gratuitous violence no it's, it's not horror porn no it's, it's not. not i no. mean it's there's it's it's, it's a it's a well put together storyline um, and it's it's very well uh, acted and uh, and it's very well directed and it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, because it, it, it's it's still very effective because for me personally, I don't have much use for horror porn. I don't mm-hmm. think it's scary. I don't think it's effective. No. Uh, it's just it's gratuitous. 
to be gratuitous. That's the point. For me, I know some people like it, and God bless you if you do. I don't. No. I, I don't have a place for that. But this is not that. No. Uh, this is effective. Yeah. And whoo, is it uncomfortable. <laughs> and it is bloody. But you were saying that there are a couple times it reminded you of a really a, a very good underseen American film. Yeah. Uh, the Strangers, uh, which, if you remember, was Liv Tyler was a star. And I forget mm, the Michael man's Spieden. name. Yeah. Uh, but they are stuck in, in their house and some people come calling and knock on the door. Can What was her name? Can Sarah, Tara. Can Tara come out and play? And then things throughout the night, whew, they get terrorized yeah. by these, these kids in these, these masks, yeah. these animal masks yeah. that are freaky. And yeah, there are uh, a couple... But like two scenes, I think, that are really reminiscent of specific scenes in yeah. Strangers. Yeah, if you've seen uh, The Strangers where uh, they're in one room and they've retreated to this room with a gun and they're just waiting to see one of the killer's pass through the door frame that's your point of view you're just looking at the door frame who's going to come in the door frame yeah. i'm going to blow them away is it you know is it one of my attackers and there's a scene uh similar to that in inside yeah i think uh, there's another and then there's just when when she first when the maniac first, oh, it's first at the door when she first comes to the yeah. door and tries to get in by saying her phone doesn't work right. and she just you know needs uh, needs to come in and, and uh, use the phone so yeah that does uh remind me of of the strangers but it's it goes off in its own place. Oh my god! Yes, it definitely sure. does. It definitely does. But it's funny you, you mentioned the strangers. I mean, and 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 on the whole, you know, I think when we were deciding what film to show last weekend, uh, you know, sort of sort of waiting around in in French language horror, and it's not the first actually French film that we've shown in our series. It just reminded me of really how great, uh, especially the first decade of this century, uh, the output of the French was, and so. Um, I thought we could spend a little time talking about other recommendations similar, not really in, in theme, but just other great extreme French horror. And one of the ones that I want to recommend is called Them. And the original title is Ills, I-L-S. And the reason that I bring it up now is because it's very, it's structured very similarly to The Strangers. Um, and it is terrifying. It's so great. It's really short. It's like 80 minutes long. And it is, it's just this cat and mouse chase game. And it's, incredibly well-paced and really, really effective. And it's these two teachers who move to this old, beautiful, but old rickety house, much too big for them in Belgium, where they're going to be living. And they get a knock on the door, you know, and then little by little, you know, they are terrorized and brutalized and and horrified. And, but it's, it's just a band of children. Um, And it reminds me of a a number, a number of other similar films like the strangers or come out and play a great Spanish language um, horror film. And, and, uh, and even, um, the great British one uh, from a few years ago, Eden Lake. Oh yeah, it's just you know, kids. right? It's funny because there was just there was a there was a period in European horror where filmmakers were absolutely obsessed with the brutality of children, like that just sort of you know unthought about follow the leader brutality, cruelty that you can see in children, and just like sort of making a hyperbolic statement about that. And this is called them. It is maybe the best example of that. And again, it's so. Fast-paced and short. You're just breathless and on the edge of your seat the entire film. So I would love to recommend that film to anybody who's interested in extreme French horror. There you go. And it's um, it's hard not to talk about extreme French cinema without bringing up Gaspar Noe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his most famous is probably Irreversible, which I would say is hard to categorize that as a horror film except for two particular scenes. And if you've seen the movie, you know what, what uh, scenes I'm talking about. They are extremely brutal, uh, among the most brutal things I've seen. 
The rest of it is not. And if you know anything about the movie, it is it goes backwards. It's set chronologically. Yeah. Uh, it's reversed chronologically. Yeah. And it's fascinating as a as a film device. I mean, it's it's worth seeing just for that because he, he pulls it off very well. But then you do have two just brutal, brutal scenes of, of violence. And, and, and one is very famous of sexual violence, which is shot in one take. And it is brutal. And I give it to uh, Monica Bellucci, right. who is the actress. And she, whew, man, that had to be rough. That I had think- to be rough. To, it's, hard, it's hard to watch. I, I can't even believe filming it in one take. Yeah, was... I think um, that her performance is probably the thing that keeps that movie from just being disregarded as an exploitation film. Not that it's not well-crafted. Gaspar Noe's films are all well-crafted, but she's so raw and wonderful in that. And then her co-star was also her husband, Vincent Cassell, right. um, who's, who's in a number of, of French horror films. He's also like a very well-respected actor, as, as is she, but he's another one called Shaitan that you should just check out if you get a chance, because that's a weird one. <laughs> and then in the end, really, the thing that the emotional punch of Irreversible is the last shot, because in, in most movies, it would be the beginning shot when and everything is so nice and it's a beautiful day and she's out, you know, just in the yard, in the in the in the park, you know, enjoying some sun. And then you realize what is ahead of her because we've gone backwards in time. And now and it's 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 quite a an ending shot and very effective. But it's but, another movie where know what you're getting into oh before my. you go there, because yeah. it's it's not it's not for everyone. No, although, it is not. although like the others that we've mentioned, it's a really well done film. Yeah. And he's about he's about due for something, I think, because another just very quick of, of Gaspar Noe's is Enter the Void, which is not a a uh, horror movie, but one of the most, bru- I mean, just an ordeal to, to sit through. When I sat through that, I feel like I'd been beaten up. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a tough one, and not as good for my no, money. But not, so, not so much but of he's a recommendation. A guy, no, but he's a guy who I always want to know what he's doing. Right. And I, I want to know, I want to check it out because he's just interesting. Uh, so I don't know what maybe he has something coming out. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. I uh, don't because know. he's a he's a filmmaker that that uh, deserves attention. So that's a little bit of of other the the French. Um, yeah, the another French one um, that I I recommend because it's a really excellent film. Um, and but I have I, I have heard so many people say they 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 hated it, and I, I not because of the film itself because it, it it's it's very interesting and it's really well acted, but. Because it's not going to take you where you want it to take you. And actually, it's a really interesting film in that it's almost two or three different films kind of sewn together. It's called Martyrs. Um, and it's uh, a couple of girls who um, grew up together in an orphanage. And one of them has been terribly damaged by having been kidnapped as a small child. And she successfully escaped the kidnappers and then grew up with her best friend in this um, orphanage, and then the, is the one who who's damaged. She's nuts. She's just nuts. And so they they do the, they go they break into this house because she's convinced that it, the people who live in this house had something to do with her kidnapping. So she spends her entire adult life obsessed with tracking down her kidnappers and finding out what goes on. Then what happens in the house is in itself a fascinating small movie, and goes so dark so dark and then uh where you expect it to go after that it doesn't it takes you to a whole third act that's completely separate as well it's brutal it's really really difficult it's absolutely fascinating it's tremendous and unique it's not it's not like any other movie that's out there it's very hard to watch um and very hard to accept but incredibly 
sort of high-minded, I think. It's got a point that it's making, and it doesn't, you don't know what it is till it's over. And it makes an interesting point. Um, it's hard to watch, but it is a brilliant movie called Martyrs. And, and another one that we actually featured uh, a few months ago in our Fright Club uh, horror film series here that is not as brutal, but it's creepy, and we like it, is called Calvair, um, which translates to The Ordeal. And uh, it is an ordeal for this uh, traveling musician whose car uh, happens to break down, which is always a bad thing, yeah, isn't it's it? it's never good. Oh, the car breaks down in the woods, and he goes to a house, a seemingly nice man is going to help him out, and whew, you find some things out about the entire village, and this guy goes through an ordeal. Yeah, he does. And it's funny because this is the one, of, this is my favorite of all the ones we're going to talk about today. I love this movie. It's, um, I have described it as, you know, if, if, David Lynch had directed a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It might have been <laughs> the film The Ordeal. It's just weird and in goes in the it's its structure is not that unusual uh, in many places. It's but it, it's the execution is so surreal and bizarre and and the bad guys and they are bad. These people are bad, but they're almost so simple and lovely and rustic that you kind of feel for them a little bit. You don't hate <laughs> them exactly, although what they're doing is wildly wrong. And, and there's a dance scene like I, no other. <laughs> I was going to say, I like your analogy, but let's be honest. There's a teensy bit of deliverance in there, too. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, I heard oh, some banjos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at no, one, there's, it's, it's very deliverance. At very one much, time or another. Yes. But yes, the dance scene, uh, if you've seen it or if you, you do see it, you'll know uh, the dance scene. And uh, But... But it is interesting in the way the the people, especially the one main uh, man who he who he uh, stays with and who is tormenting him, is sympathetic. Yeah, very. It, it's it's interesting in that way. So it's not as brutal, nearly as brutal of a film as some of brutal of a film as some of these other or ones. Or bloody, certainly. Or bloody, no, no. But it's it'll get under your skin. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's it's just wonderful. It's uh, the, of all the films and, and, and everything we talked about today, I love. I, I have a very soft spot for all these movies and, and I recommend them highly, but none is uh, Calvera. I just love. It's a good one. And like I said, we featured that a couple of months ago and uh, this past weekend, as we said, we did inside and we thought it was perfect that we also gave away <laughs> some Neil Diamond tickets to the crowd. <laughs> we try to bring we try to bring some fun uh, prizes, whatever we can get our hands on every month. And, you know, we have T-shirts and we have, you know, dining certificates. Yeah. And, and last night, we just thought the two audiences <laughs> came together so well. You know, a little a little heart light, a little you don't bring me flowers and some bloody pregnant ladies. That's right. So, again, there you go. If you're in the it Columbus area. okay. It went over okay. And it, went did, over okay. it did. <laughs> It really did. So, uh, you know, we, we like to mix it up. We do. You know, one of the things I, I want to point out, because I'm, a, uh, a, as you know, a longtime Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. Maybe my favorite horror movie of all time is the original. And I was kind of sad to know that they're going to retool it yet again. But the inside directors, um, Bastillo and Mari, are the ones who are slated to bring it back to okay. the screen. So that's, right. yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe, like, yeah. you know, a little something to be excited about. Yep. As I've learned, if you remember... A few years ago, when I first heard they were going to reboot the entire Star Trek franchise oh, yeah, and we were, go backwards, yeah. I thought, come on. But then, you know what? Anything can be done if it's done right. If yeah. you have the writers Writer and directors. The directors so, I, I mean, I'm with you. I would rather they probably don't do it. But, 
you know what? I've got to keep an open mind, especially when, when these people are involved. They could pull it off. You, we, you know, we could do an entire show on Texas Chainsaw Massacre because there are so, of all of the franchises, there is none that boasts more Oscar-nominated actors across its, and winners across yeah. its series than yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And who'd have thought that that would be the one that drew that much talent? But great people yeah. have been in that over so, the years. So anything can be done if you've got the right talent. And case in point, there's another case in point, and it just happened. A few years ago, we, we were such, such fans of the uh, horror movie Let the Right One In. Oh, my. Loved it. If you haven't seen it, please do. And it was only, they didn't wait, what, maybe a year, two? Yeah, two at most. Before they did the American reboot called Let Me In. And I thought, oh, boy. But it's great. It's great. And it's I'm not saying it's enough. better. No. But it's a different enough, And it, but they're both so worth seeing. Oh, yeah. Um, I would recommend them both. And I, and I, I love that because mm-hmm. I thought, boy, they are going to just muck this up. Right. Uh, because but the, that's another show we can do. Vampire. That's another show. I just or want to reboots. throw it out. No, or, re- no yeah. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We but are. The main thing we're talking about here, obviously, is the French cinema uh, and their uh, success with extreme horror. But you know what? Did we did we forget something? Uh, do you disagree? Is someone else uh, bringing it more? Let us know. We've got the the our feedback line. We'd love to get your thoughts, and that is three zero four. Eight three seven two two seven eight, and you can also do it on the web. Right, uh, the Golden Spiral Media, the lovely folks who put on our podcast, they have a feedback page, which is at www.goldenspiralmedia.com/feedback, um, and you can type in feedback, or you can uh, upload a pre-recorded audio file and use a speak pipe widget to record an audio contribution. And we love to, we'll, we'll address it. We love to get uh, the audience feedback and have it direct the, you know. The way we take the next show. So please do. If there's a if there's an extreme French horror film that we neglected to mention, or if you just hated Inside or one of the others that we mentioned, let us know. Plus, we just love the speak pipe widgets. They're early <laughs> stuff. You know, they're early hits. Oh, yeah. is that something else? No. Okay. <laughs> we love them when we saw them open up for Skinny Puppy in 88. We did. That was a great show. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, the thing about it is, one of the things that we, we were geeked about doing this podcast is because, as we see at our these horror uh, film events we put on the the horror audience man they're into it oh yeah they're into it and they have their their uh, favorites and the ones they don't like and like to discuss and as as we do we do we do too obviously so please bring it if you think we're way off base we want to hear it uh, or you know what if there's a topic you'd like to hear us do a show on yeah just drop us a note yeah drop it in because uh, we we love it and, and you can uh, always also just do it uh, madwolf.com uh, or uh, facebook slash madwolf columbus or um, Twitter, at MadWolf. It's two Ds, remember, two Ds, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. Yeah, so we love to keep that conversation going about this, about anything, uh, about Neil Diamond. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Our, our knowledge of Neil kind of ends after, yeah, after a couple really of minutes. Does. But uh, about these types, of, uh, these types of movies and where they're going and reboots or whatever, uh, it's on your mind, so keep it going. But we just thought, especially after having just seen Inside again, that uh, the French deserved more than the cheese-eating surrender monkeys moniker <laughs> that they get that they get uh, saddled with too often because you talk about these movies and a lot of the times you forget them and then oh, oh what yeah. about this one oh, and yeah. what about this one and then even the ones as we discussed a little bit ones that may be okay is that a horror movie is it not I don't know but it's extreme yeah uh, so that's why we talked about some of those as well and they are they are doing it yep They're, they are they are bringing it and that was just Inside, I think a lot of people think that it was farther back than it was. I no, mean, 2007, yeah, 2007. Okay, it's it's uh, going on 10 years, but not not quite, no. and uh, it still works. Oh, it does. And I, I'm 
is it is it one of those that is even too much to have an American re- uh, reboot? Yes, Would, yeah, I, I do. W- and uh, funny, the thing is, I, I think if you look, there are not a lot of American reboots of French horror, and I think that's why. Because you'd have to just eliminate way too much. You would. Yeah, that's true. Probably the entire ending. Oh, the whole third act. Yeah, <laughs> the whole third act. Yeah, but we had a guy come to the showing who has seen it multiple times. It's his favorite movie. Uh, yeah. But you want to see it on the big screen. And that's the beauty of some of these. We had another guy who said, oh, he He's always, always wanted, to see, wanted to see the movie. And he thought that meant getting it on Netflix or DVD or whatever. We said, oh. You have it on the big screen, like darn right. That's right. And we had the unrated version, too, which is always fun. So I know you can get those on the DVD, but there's something about seeing them not only on the big screen, but with a crowd. Oh, yeah. A crowd that's really into it, uh, even if one of them walks out. (laughs) (laughs) We hope she comes back next month. We we do, yeah. And what was really funny about that is because then I was talking, the other couple that we talked about, who we thought the girl was going to walk out, she didn't. She stayed, and we were talking to them uh, after the show, and... uh, I said to I said to him, you know, oh, she made it through, and the guy said, "Yeah, my baby made it through." I saw that other girl creeping out. <laughs> so, yeah, and she and she was, you know, a little red faced about it, but you know what? It was just too much for her. Yeah. So, all right, that's fine. She saw most of it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, they come back. And hopefully, you come. And well, if not, join us next week. Yeah, join us here and drop your your ideas to us. We want to keep this going and make it kind of a two way conversation. That when it, that's when it gets the most fun. I think so. Uh, so, again, uh, do that uh, 304-837-2278. You can do it by the voice feedback or check out goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. And uh, the social media for us, again, it's facebook.com slash madwolfcolumbus or Twitter at madwolf, and we love it. It is the Fright Club, and uh, we love to have you as a member. So until next time, I am George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is Fright Club, the podcast. Stay frightful, my friends. <laughs>